Hey, welcome. It's seven minutes after 10 o'clock. Brian, uh, just curious. When they fire a missile at those balloons that they're taking down, uh, the missile clearly shoots right through the balloon. I mean, it's not like it's going to yeah, just mean, disappear. What happens to the rest of the missile? I guess uh, it falls to the ground, maybe. Well, wait. No, it, I guess it would continue on its trajectory, whatever I that is. I don't know. But, you know, they haven't said that these are, quote, balloons yet. Have well, they? there's at least one that we know. I'm just curious to see what happens to the rest of it. Uh, but anyway, uh, i got to move on. Uh, there's a... Um, Maybe they oh. have this special needle missile technology that we're not <laughs> aware of, and that the needle just pierces the balloon and the falls harmlessly to the ground. To the ground, yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. But you can't get a, a game of lawn jarts going. <laughs> no, we can't do that. <laughs> I love that game. <laughs> All right. Uh, my favorite economist is on board with it. Dr. Murray Sabrin is with us. And one of the things I keep pointing out to everybody is you can't let the government fix Social Security because no matter what the plan is, if it's the government, it's going to increase an already out-of-control national debt because the government can't store the money in an investment account. They just give it to the Treasury and spend it. So it's irreparable under those circumstances. But there may be a plan out there, and I think Murray might have it. Murray, welcome. How are you this morning? I'm doing great, Gary. It's wonderful here in Southwest Florida again. Sure, rub it in. Go ahead. You'd talk rope to someone <laughs> whose father was hung, wouldn't you? The rest of us up here in the cold north. Uh, com To phase out both Social Security and Medicare, we start with the goal of personal responsibility and financial independence. <laughs> I don't think we could do that. I, I don't know. But but give me the plan. How does it work? Well, the plan is very simple. I put it together um, uh, 30 years ago when I wrote my book on Tax-Free 2000, of how to have a tax-free America. We're, we're getting there because 40% of the American people do not pay an income tax. And I say, let's extend it to the, six, the other 60%. But with Social Security and Medicare, first we have to realize what the problem is. Both of them are Ponzi schemes unauthorized programs of uh, the Constitution, and therefore we need to have some honesty in government, which of course is very difficult to achieve these days. But uh, no individual like Bernie Madoff uh, can do a Ponzi scheme. Uh, that was revealed to be uh, uh, his, his investment uh, approach was, was based upon Social Security. And so how do we get rid of it? We pay off the current beneficiaries over the next 10, 20 years. We Young people no longer have to pay Social Security taxes, neither do their employer. And then uh, people put away money in their IRA or 401k and a super health savings account. And voila, in 40, 50 years, they will have enough money to pay for their bills in retirement and take care of their health care needs as well. Yeah, but here's what the uh, problem is. And, and this is what the left will say in particular. Though the Republicans haven't been particularly courageous on this topic either. If you tell these young people they don't have to pay into the system, then where does the system get the money <clears throat> to give retirees their due? Well, the federal government owns trillions of dollars of assets. We can start selling off those assets every year for the next 20, 25 years. And then we can take general revenue and um, and use that. But here's the important point that, I, that is missing, is that what I'm calling for is eliminating taxes on dividends, interest, and capital gains. 
that will give wealthy people, uh, and they should go off the roads immediately. I mean, the Warren Buffett world don't need Social Security and Medicare. He's worth $80, trillion, $80 billion. Uh, the Clintons are worth over $100 uh, million. The Obamas are worth uh, more than that. Uh, they can go off the, med- uh, the Medicare roads uh, quickly. And uh, same thing with uh, all the billionaires in the country. If they want to do something for the American people, they will renounce their Social Security and, Medi- and Medicare and go into the private market and, and get uh, health insurance that way. So there's a, there's a systematic way of doing this, uh, Gary, and using general revenue to prop up Social Security in the meantime by reducing spending in other areas of the economy, like the military-industrial complex, which is, of course, unconstitutional and wasteful, and get rid of all the corporate welfare that we have and start downsizing the federal government the way uh, we libertarians have been, uh, have been advocating for decades. Yeah, but now uh, the, I should actually use my Gary the Liberal voice so that, uh, Murray, you're, you're not familiar with this, but Gary the Liberal would suggest that uh, you just don't care about these kids and you don't care about these seniors. And if they have their money in the stock market, they're subject to the vicissitudes of the marketplace. Uh, but if we have Social Security, well, they'll have their money. That's well, that's like saying uh, you can't, you 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 cannot uh, live your life unless you're a robber. <laughs> that's what they're basically uh, uh, implying that you need Social Security uh, for for your old age. And remember, Social Security Administration constantly tells us and it's on their it's on their website that Social Security should be only one third of your retirement income. It should be based upon your pension, your uh, own savings, and Social Security. Unfortunately. Many, many Americans rely solely on Social Security for their retirement, which means that they've been sold the bill of goods, which they've uh, said, hey, I don't have to save because Social Security is going to take care of me. That, to me, is just an example of how our culture has deteriorated when decades ago, people were responsible for their own well-being and didn't look to the government, i.e. the taxpayers, to maintain a decent living standard. Well, it's a little hard to make that one-third of your uh, retirement when... They're taking 14% literally out of my pay. They may tell me they're taking 7%, but my employer is just holding back the money that he would give me so he can pay the other half. Uh, That's exactly right, Gary. That's why Social Security is, as uh, Abraham Ellis wrote in a book 30 years ago, a fraud. The title of the book is The Social Security Fraud. And uh, there have been so many books and articles written about the subject, even uh, when Social Security was first implemented in the 1930s. And so we've got to be honest with the American people. Again, pay off the current beneficiaries. Young people get the opportunity to be free and independent and financially independent individuals and save for their time. We have to have a culture of personal responsibility that's been lacking in this in America for the past 80, 90 years. Well, if you want to learn more about his plan, and I think it's pretty good, go to murraysabrin.substack.com. That's M-U-R-R-A-Y-S-A-B-R-I-N. Substack.com. Uh, the last time you were on, I had people call me up and say and send me messages asking me how to how to get your book and and uh, get to your uh, column. So I wanted to make sure people know MurraySabrin.substack.com. I I want to switch gears here with you if I can. Um, the inflation sure. report that just came out. What do you think? Where are we headed? Well. <laughs> 
if inflation, instead of going at 60, 70 miles an hour, as it did last year, when we reached a peak of 9% inflation last summer, year to year, uh, we're down to six, down to six and a half percent, which is still very high inflation because the average person's wages are not keeping up, which means that the uh, living standards of the vast majority of American people are going down under this administration. But the problem, Gary, as we know, is that the Federal Reserve created trillions of dollars in 2020 to uh, uh, stem off the uh, uh, negative consequences of the lockdowns. And that money has been flowing through the economy, as I pointed out in my dissertation 40 years ago, and other people have written about that for decades, that uh, the Federal Reserve is the enemy of the people because it debases the currency, which means that it creates dollars unbacked by any real asset like gold or silver and uh, the person power dollar has been going down throughout my lifetime since the Federal Reserve was created in 1913 so we've got to end the Fed we, uh, we don't need a central bank central banking is a, a tool of the financial elites and the federal and the central government in order to uh, feather their nest at the expense of the American people and uh, there's been a massive transfer of wealth from savers who were getting zero on their money market accounts and uh, savings accounts uh, to the uh, financial elites to the tune of $4 trillion when the Fed kept interest rates at 0%. Now we're getting at least some interest on our savings, around 4 4.5%, uh, but that's still below the rate of inflation. So we're still losing out. And to, uh, to have insult to injury, you're not, we have to pay taxes on the interest and that we receive and on the dividends we receive. So that's why I'm calling for the end of taxes on interest and dividends, so at least the American people can keep uh, the return on their uh, on their investments and uh, get rid of capital gains so people can really build up wealth over their lifetime. I was reading uh, a story at The Independent. In the nine months before last September, the Fed, the Fed forked out $76 billion to the United States Treasury. That came to an abrupt halt, they write, in September when the Fed's cost of operations started to outstrip its earnings. Since then, the Federal Reserve banks have racked up an estimated $18.8 billion in losses and have suspended remittances to the U.S. Treasury. What does that, what does that tell us? Where are we headed here? Well, this is why the Federal Reserve was created, to be essentially the, the uh, prop of the federal government. Uh, and so the federal government can basically spend any amount that it wants because the Federal Reserve goes in and buys up the debt. And that's called monetizing the debt. And uh, the interesting phenomenon that's happening right now, Gary, is that uh, uh, countries around the world are realizing that the federal government's fiscal policy and monetary policy uh, policies are out of control, and that's why they're buying up gold by the bucket load. I just uh, read that uh, governments around the world have increased their uh, uh, purchases of gold this past year, getting them at the bargain basement prices, and they're waiting for the day of reckoning when the uh, when the dollar goes down in value dramatically, and that's probably going to happen within the next five to ten years. Oh, man, that is uh, that is really going to be ugly when that happens. Uh, all right, I'm up against the clock. Dr. Murray Sabrin, thank you for spending a little time with us this morning. Great to be with you, Gary, and look forward to it again. All right, Dr. Murray Sabrin on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, all right, I was going to do, do this uh, piece about uh, betting on politics. We'll do that. Uh, the states that are falling behind in economic freedom, we'll talk about that, what we can do in Missouri to make things better. All that and more coming up on the Gary Nolan Show. It is the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 22 minutes after 10 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. Uh, we've got so much uh, that I want to cover here. Uh, I'm going to start with John Stossel. 
uh, it, it um, seems to me that you ought to be able to bet on anything you want. I mean, it's your money. You should be able to do whatever you want. No bureaucrat should be able to limit that, but somehow the government does. There's no reason why you can't have a slot machine in a gas station. There's no reason why you can't have a poker game uh, in a restaurant. There's no reason why the casinos are limited to Indian Territory, uh, New Jersey, and uh, Nevada. I mean, it just there's no reason for it. You should have the right to gamble. It's your money. In particular, if you wanted to gamble, if you wanted to bet on who is going to win a political race, you ought to be able to do that, too. It certainly isn't the government's job to prevent you from doing this. But they do. Here's John Stossel. What will happen in the future? How might we better know? Wall Street is turning to the political stock market, predict it. The political stock market? Yes, just as stock markets provide useful predictions about the future of companies, election betting markets predict things like who will be the next president. This site predicted has Biden, DeSantis, and Trump as the current favorites. It also predicts odd things like which administration member is likely to resign next. All this is useful information. But for some reason, American bureaucrats working at an obscure agency called the Commodity Futures Trading Commission want it shut down. The CFTC is just saying, shut them down. Why? Did they steal user funds? Lie to people? Harm anyone? No. In fact, its odds are cited by media around the world. Also, my website uses predicted odds along with foreign betting sites to tell people who's likely to win elections. Predicted odds are much more accurate than pollsters and pundits. Predicted has thousands of clients like these Washingtonians who use it to bet on politics. I'm a junkie, uh, political junkie, so I love it. It literally pays to be right. Predicted's customers are appalled by the shutdown order. That seems extremely unfair. Brandy Travis helped launch Predicted. You've been operating for eight years. It's gone well. All of a sudden, you get this letter. Yeah, it was kind of heartbreaking. Predict it will now fight for its life in court. Why can't people bet what they want? Sir, consenting adults? I wish they could too. Americans cannot just bet on what we want because five CFTC commissioners get to decide what's legal. Only one of these five publicly supports election markets. The commissioners are all lawyers and lawyers tend to like regulating us. As this commissioner puts it with a big smile, Congress gave the CFTC very broad authority. None of the commissioners would talk to me to explain why they'd kill a useful site like Predicted. Of course, many people are prudish about gambling. This Bloomberg anchor seems to be. Isn't this gambling? Why should this be legal? What's she saying? There's sports betting. There's casinos. Lots of gambling is legal. And you can also make the argument that the stock market is gambling. Down another 18%. Buying, 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 buying. If you can make investments, why can't you do it on political outcomes? Good question. So our government crushes election markets. For you, that is. The government does allow very rich people to bet on this site. You could bet on whether the debt ceiling will be raised or whether Republicans will nominate Trump again or who will be the next president. But to bet here, to be an eligible participant, 
government says you must have at least $10 million. Ordinary Americans, you're out of luck. Sorry, we're closed. Well, what are all these people doing here? Drinking and having a good time. I don't get it. It looks like we're about to lose a market that makes our lives better. Just let people bet if they want to. Doesn't that sound like a great world? <laughs> yeah, it does. But the government does these things, and we let them do these things. Congress should be pulling this stuff. They should be cutting it. They should be saying, no, they don't have the right. I see this all the time, and it's not just at the federal level. It's at the state and local level, too. They'll tell you, you can't, you can't have a casino. You can't bet. Why? How is it your business if I want to gamble? We bet probably billions of dollars across the country on the Super Bowl. It should be legal. Gambling is something that anybody who is investing for their retirement is doing. You tell me you're opposed to gambling, but you're saving money for retirement. You're betting that you're going to live longer than you're going to work and that you are going to need a substantial sum of money in order to, to exist comfortably. So you take money and instead of spending it, you gamble by putting it in the stock market in hopes that it becomes a bigger pile of, of wealth. It's gambling. You have an IRA, you're gambling. Why shouldn't everybody else who wants to gamble on anything else, including politics, have the right to gamble? You don't like it? Don't go in the casino. It's simple as that. But the government has gotten so big, so powerful, so omnipotent that they think they have the right to tell you. And they've been doing it, and we've been letting them get away with it. They literally tell you what you can do with your money. Find a candidate you want to see run for the Senate. You want to give them 25 grand because you can. The government will tell you you can't do that. You can give them a couple of grand for the primary, a couple of grand for the general, but that's all you can give them. They tell you all the time. 874-9390-800-529-5572. Do I have time to get any gambling? Minute and a half. Minute and a half. All right, I got time to grab a gambling call. And John has gambled that I will answer him. John, welcome. How are you? I'm great, Gary. Thanks. Hey, to add to your uh, list of things that are actually gambling, either, even though we don't realize that they aren't, um, is any kind of insurance. Yeah. You're right. I mean, yeah, it's what it, I, I, I've tried for a while. I can't come up with a reason why it's not gambling. It is. Uh, the, the, they're yeah. betting, they're betting you'll, uh, you know, that they're going to make the profit and you're betting that you'll make the profit. Well, you're both betting on an event. Yes. If I get in a car accident, you'll give me money. If I don't, you'll keep the money I already gave you. And next month we'll go again. Yes. You're exactly right. That's what insurance <laughs> so, is. I think that needs to be brought up within the health care debate. I've been trying to tell people that health insurance is not health care. Uh, again, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, I just thought I'd throw it out there. It's a very good point, John. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Insurance originally <clears throat> was like Aflac. 
if you couldn't afford health care, your neighbors would all pitch in. Uh, they would have these big funds. Uh, but the but the insurance was to pay the, the everyday bills, the mortgage, the utilities. Then uh, Democrats changed all that. Gary Nolan Zimmer, Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. 1035, Travis sent me a message. He said starting a business is gambling. He's right. Everything you do is gambling. Uh, you make a left turn or a right, you make a right turn on red, you're gambling that nobody's going to hit you, that you've you know, done what you have to do, uh, that you can cross the street without getting hit. I mean, everything is a gamble. Life's a gamble. Cherie sent me, uh, Sherry, uh, rather, sent me a message here about uh, the closing of libraries. She says, they are important. I have a tablet and a phone, but if I don't know what's out there to read, I don't know what to put on my tablet. What is the name of that uh, big bookstore, the national chain, Brian? Um, Barnes & Noble. Barnes & Noble. There are all kinds of uh, bookstores and places you could go, uh, and they're privately owned, and... Uh, you could find out what's new there. But here's, uh, here's something you could try, Sherry. Uh, do a web search. New books. Uh, latest in science fiction. You, you get all kinds of things you can ask on your uh, web browser that will give you answers. Sherry goes on to say, I can go to the library and find new authors. I just told you how you can do that without going to the library. Um, then says, uh, we don't even know. Uh, we often don't know what the right question is to ask. I am sure if you're looking for a book, a topic, you can go to the interwebs and do a search and you'll come up with the right answers and the right questions. I also think that printed material doesn't change, but what's gotten from digital can be amended to fit the idea of the day or we can be taken out or can be taken out of the hands of the public altogether. Then go to a, a you know Burroughs or or some other uh, private bookstore and buy the book. In fact, if it weren't for public libraries, they might come up with ways to rent books, like you, you know, do with uh, the library. The government doesn't need to be in, involved in it. So I I stand behind it. There is no reason for them to exist with your tax dollars. And just because, Sherry, you like to go to the library doesn't mean I should fund your trip to the library. Here's the dirty little secret. If you didn't get tax dollars to these government programs and the people who use them had to pay what it's worth, they wouldn't use them. If you had to pay five, six, seven dollars uh, to uh, to go into the library to cover your costs, you wouldn't use it. You're only using it because I'm forced to help you pay for it. That means it's a bad deal. So I'm I'm standing behind it. Libraries need to go away. Eight seven four ninety three ninety. The toll free number is eight hundred five two nine. Five five seven two. Brian sent me this, and it was kind of uh, it was humorous. I mean, it was funny. It's Men's Health uh, says that uh, the male appendage has grown by some twenty four percent in recent decades, uh, and then they go on to suggest that it might not be good news. I'm not going to go into all the details. I'm not even sure that it's true. 
because men lie. We always lie. Um, <laughs> it's just that's what we lie about. Speak for yourself. Well, I don't have to, but I, I know that you exaggerate. At least that's what I'm told. Anyway, um, other research, they write, has shown that both sperm count and testosterone levels are falling. And it's that second thing that that um, kind of uh, caught my... Uh, it, it made me think. We got all these, uh, all these guys, all these men who... Uh, you, you remember the ads that they were running for Obamacare where the guy was wearing the plaid jammies and... Yes. Drink, we got all these lefties uh, who, who want the government to do everything. And they seem to be growing in numbers. And I wonder if it's because their testosterone levels are low. It could be. Never thought about that. I wonder if there is a correlation between the number of, you know, progressive neo-socialist Americans and their testosterone levels. Because they, they don't fight for freedom. They don't want to rely on themselves. They want to rely on other people. And that's what, uh, and, and that's what uh, progressives do. They, they, they promote relying on somebody else's hard work uh, and, and taking it. And I think conservatives, in particular, libertarians, they don't want anybody else's money. I don't want anybody else's money. I don't think anybody should be forced to underwrite my life. I have that obligation. That's my task. If I get in trouble and somebody wants to help, there's a charitable uh, organization that will help me out, that's fine. But I don't want to plague them forever. I want to get out from under. Because I know that it's, it's a contribution. Somebody voluntarily gave me the money. But if the government's going to send it to me, <laughs> why not? Let me have it. Uh, this, uh, I don't know if there's correlation there and causation, but I, I think it's curious. Definitely... Um, Definitely worth looking into. Uh, Reason Magazine says, is inflation sneakily starting to rise again? January's consumer price data indicates another drop in annual inflation, but the past three months might tell a different story. Consumer prices were 6.4% higher in January than they had been on average a year ago. The seventh month in a row in which the annualized inflation rate declined after peaking at 9.1% in June. Beneath the hopeful indicator in the top-line figure, however, Tuesday's consumer price report gives off some worrying signals. Instead of continuing on a trajectory toward the uh, 2% target of the Federal Reserve, inflation seems to be leveling off at a higher level, and perhaps even starting to tick back in the other direction. The annualized rate of 6.4% for January reported on Tuesday by the Department of Labor is barely lower than the 6.5% rate posted in December. Because prices rose by 0.5% during the January, uh, during January, tying October for the largest month-to-month -month increase since inflation peaked in the first half of 2022. If you want to 
really see the prices fall as opposed to merely going up less quickly uh, as the declining annualized uh, rate shows. The month-over-month figures need to dip into negative territory, and they are refusing to do so. The Federal Reserve, try though they might, are having a very difficult time overcoming the Biden administration's pension for adding more money to the system. The more they raise interest rates, the more the federal government is spending. If the federal government quit spending, they would have some success here. The interest rates would get up to just over uh, the uh, uh, inflation rate, and then we would, we'd all suffer uh, because of a recession, but it would bring everything back down again. Not that this is a long-term solution, but it would have worked. But we're not seeing that. The, the administration doesn't stop. They keep hiring people, spending money, getting people to working uh, at the government level for whatever their goal is. And the more money they, they shell out, paying salaries and investing in buildings and all of the other stuff necessary for the bureaucracy to continue to grow, every dollar they spend over and above what they bring in is inflationary. And that's why the Federal Reserve is having this problem. I don't think it goes away anytime soon. Uh, there is a... Um, in fact, we've had uh, Andy Puzder on the program in the past. Uh, Andy Puzder was the uh, CEO of Carl's Jr. He says asset managers are using Americans' own money against them to impose ESG on them. We'll give you some details on that coming up in the next segment of the program on The Gary Nolan Show. It is the Zimmer Radio Network. I'm going to do a quick switch here because I, I don't want to get into a deep topic that uh, we end up getting uh, cut off because of the clock. Uh, so I'm going to do this very quickly uh, over the course of the next few minutes. And you can look into this on your own. You, uh, you took the vaccine like I did. You took a booster like I did. And you're concerned about the long range, uh, the damage that it might do um, because you're seeing all these stories of people suffering from cardiovascular damage. What can you do? Well, um, Dr. Uh, this, uh, this Robert Malone has a piece. says there have been some peer-reviewed papers recently uh, that provide clear evidence that certain dietary supplements can help in repairing and supporting cardiovascular and vascular health. Based on these data, it is reasonable to hypothesize that supplements shown to support health and vascular health in this manner will provide benefit to those with damage done to the heart and arteries by COVID-19 and their uh, vaccines. Uh, the topic comes out of a conversation that he had with uh, doctors uh, Ryan Cole and uh, Richard Urso. Um, when they were uh, providing testimony to the Tennessee legislature on natural immunity. They were talking about damage done to the heart and vessels by COVID-19 and the vaccines and what happens, uh, what types of uh, interventions or, or treatments can be done to help alleviate the damage. Uh, and so he says there is a vitamin called K2 MK7. K2 MK7. It is, he writes, pretty much 
a miracle supplement, according to peer-reviewed meta-analysis. A word of caution here. I don't like meta-analysis. And I'll explain to you why. Meta-analysis means we looked at this study and that study and this other study, and we put it all together, and we have determined based on those studies this, whatever it is. The problem with meta-analysis is you can ignore some studies and consider others. Uh, I first learned uh, the dangers of this when I was doing research into secondhand smoke. The, the studies that indicated it was dangerous, uh, they did a meta-analysis and they ignored some of the largest studies done that, that didn't give them the result they wanted. They simply shoved them aside. So you're going to have to do your homework on this. I'm just telling you what, what these two doctors have suggested. Vitamin K2, MK7, pretty much, he says, a miracle supplement. Clinical studies uh, demonstrate the utility of the K2-7 supplement as having a role in ameliorating peripheral neuropathy, reduce, reducing bone fracture risk, and improving cardiovascular health, as well as health benefits effects uh, in osteoporosis and cardiovascular disease, inflammation, cancer, Alzheimer's, diabetes, and peripheral neuropathy. Lower vitamin K2 MK7 levels, they write, have been linked to low testosterone levels. Hey, give some of this to the Democrat guys you know. Uh, in a mouse model, increasing vitamin K2 caused rapid increase in testosterone. When taking K2, be sure to get enough calcium, as K2 is a calcium regulator and helps distribute calcium correctly throughout the body. So, I, again, I'm not a doctor. These uh, doctors have said this based on what they've looked at. The other thing is magnesium, oral magnesium supplement, uh, improve uh, endothelial function. Uh, after uh, uh, supplementing for at least six months, and in unhealthy, overweight, or older individuals. So you can take this over-the-counter. There are some other things uh, that uh, they suggest as well. But I would look into those. Do your own homework. It looks like it could help. Uh, I looked it up on the, in, on the interwebs, and you can get K2, MK7. Seems uh, pretty... Uh, easily found. I never heard of it before. Had you, Brian? K2, MK7? I had never heard of that. No, I looked it up real quick and uh, interesting. You can get it at Walmart, uh, Amazon, uh, all kinds of places. I never heard of I it. I remember when COVID was um, out there and uh, of course, Dr. Tobler was encouraging me to you know, take the vaccine. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm a healthy guy. I just don't feel like I need it. He says, well, in the meantime, let me give you uh, a script for, well, not a script, but a suggestion to get all these different vitamins, including zinc and uh, a lot of vitamin C and so on and so forth. He says, just overdose yourself on that. No, well, not overdose yourself, but take a good quantity of, you yeah. know, yeah. And uh, I did, and uh, I did fine. But, yeah, I don't see a problem with, you know, helping your immune system perk up in certain areas and i don't have a problem with that it was just that this vaccine was so unknown it's like you know i'm gonna wait and see what the result is 
of everyone else. Well, you did subsequently get uh, the China flu. Uh, yeah, so maybe, it was very mild. Yes, and that might be because, uh, you know, the vitamins. I don't know. Um, but if anybody out there has a concern, uh, look for that vitamin uh, and, and, and see, you know, it's, it's an ounce of prevention. It's worth a pound of cure. Uh, I don't see where there's any downside to this. All right. Uh, back to economics. What do I have left? I got like two minutes left? Yeah, about two and a half. All right. This is... By now, we all know what ESG is. That is uh, the government trying to get investment places like BlackRock. I would not invest a dime in BlackRock. Uh, but they're they're pushing this where you put the money uh, where the left think it should be. And you don't promote things like carbon fuels. I mean, it's, it's stupid. I mean, it, literally, it is stupid. There is a real threat, and that's ESG investing. And what these large asset managers are trying to impose on the American people. What is, frankly, uh, irritating is that they're using American people's own money to implement these policies. Um, he, was, uh, he was on Tucker Carlson, and uh, he had a lot to say that I thought was kind of interesting. So um, in the next segment of the program, we'll play some of this uh, and, and let you see how you're being forced to sort of self-sabotage. It just seems so horribly unfair. Uh, 874-9390, toll-free number is 800-529-5572. What else do we have here? Uh, We have uh, scientists switching off autism symptoms using a $3 epilepsy drug. This is big news. If you or someone you know uh, has a child uh, suffering from autism... There may be some some help along the way. Um, it it is devastating, um, I would think, and it, it, to have that uh, to suffer that and to be able to find a solution would be fabulous. Also, and I, I kind of kidded about this earlier in the program and said I would explain it. Buying a dozen eggs uh, is now so expensive in the Biden economy that it is, for the first time, more expensive than a pound of ground beef. That is amazing. It's not all Biden's fault, by the way. Well, it is, to a certain extent, his fault. There's more going on. So we'll cover that in the next hour as well. It's the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show 